0: friends and introverts welcome back to the you're so quiet podcast or welcome if you're joining us for the very first time by us i mean only me i am your host chelsea brown as always this week we are going to be talking about aging specifically like societal views around getting older and why i think they are completely ridiculous but first of course we're going to do our customary mental health check you know the drill by now. We are going to rate our mental health between 1 and 5, 1 being horrible, 5 being amazing. I want to say I'm at a 3, but I'm probably really at a 2. Um, I'm not really sure what the deal is. I just really have very, very little motivation lately. Um, even this episode. I'm recording very, very late and we are not going to really publicly air why, (laughs) how, how late this actually is. But yeah, it's been, it's been a struggle to get stuff done, but I am on my, my planner grind as always. And I love a good to-do list. So I'm trying to motivate myself with the to-do list. And yeah, so I, realistically, probably a two, but it's fine. So Check in with yourself ask yourself how you're really doing you can pause this episode or you can keep listening while you're thinking about it in the background no matter how you're feeling it is completely 100 percent okay we are not shaming anyone for how they feel you do not have to be happy and perfect and amazing all the time okay next let's get into our book tv show or movie of the week i am going to give you a book this week i finally read the hacienda by isabel cañas i was really hesitant to read it because it's advertised as like a rebecca meets mexican gothic and i loved mexican gothic but i really don't like rebecca i've tried to read it two or three times hate it every single time i think there was a movie i slept through it like i i'm just not into it it's not for me but you may also know that I subscribed to Book of the Month. It is my favorite subscription that I have and it was highly recommended. It's been in like the top books of the year kind of thing and so I finally just added it to my to my box last month and I finally just got to it. I will tell you that it took me a little while to get into it, but after maybe 40 pages, I was hooked and it was one of those things where I'm like, okay, I need to know what's going to happen. I stayed up really late reading, which does not happen all the time. Sometimes I'm reading when I'm up, but I'm not always up because I'm reading, you know what I mean? So, the main idea is that there's this girl, her father is executed, her and her mother are really in dire straits. So, this really handsome, rich dude proposes to the main character she says yes her mother is like what are you doing beatrice the main character she's like look mom this is my only opportunity for security i'm gonna do it and this is also how i'm gonna help provide for you because now we obviously don't have dad's money okay so beatrice goes off to this it's called the hacienda san isidro and she thinks that it's going to be amazing she's excited about making the gardens the way that she likes she goes through the house and she's like "Ooh, i'm gonna you know change the decor make it feel like home but it does not turn out that way so her new husband leaves to work in the capital she stays at home as wives were want to do during this period and beatrice feels like eyes watching her but there's no one in the room she feels like presences everywhere very, very haunted house vibes. And at first, like, you're not sure if Beatrice is just crazy or if the house is haunted or if she's just kind of settling into a new place. Like, it's not immediately clear, which I actually really, really loved. As the story goes on, Beatrice is trying to tell people in the house and trying to bring other people into the house to help her essentially perform an exorcism. For some reason, the priesthood in the town is just like, there's nothing wrong. You're a crazy person. They write to her husband and he scolds her. He's like, what are you doing? Stop involving the church in my business. Um, so then she finds this other priest and she's like, oh my God, please help me. And he's like, yeah, sure. No problem. Turns out he's actually a witch also. This is all in the back cover, so I'm not spoiling anything. This priest and Beatrice are working together to fight off this malevolent presence that is definitely taking over the house. And of course, the story would not be complete without like a little bit of forbidden romance, which I, I didn't think I was going to like, right? Because I thought it was going to be forced. I thought it was going to be boring. And I'm just like, does everything have to be a love story? It's a haunted house story, like can it just be a haunted house story? However, I feel like the tension offered by this particular romantic entanglement was really really satisfying, especially because it was like a will they won't they kind of thing. The story is told from his perspective and from her perspective, which I always really like. And so, yeah, I I really liked the the romance thread and I liked the way that it was pulled through the entire story. I also liked that I was not sure kind of what was going to happen. I didn't know what, what what the deal was with the house. I There were several side plots that I didn't, like, it was a great mystery, and it really pulled me through. I highly, highly recommend this one if you were looking for a great, like, gothic atmospheric read. I, again, I didn't think I was going to like it. I really liked it, and I I really, really recommend it. So, do check it out. Trust me. So, with all of that being said, let's jump into the topic of the week, which is aging and why people tend to view it as a negative thing. This has been top of mind for me for, like, the last year, not gonna lie. I'm 29, if you don't know, and I'm turning 30 in December. And I don't really think it's a bad thing to be aging, but I do feel kind of weird about it in a way that I didn't think that I would. I historically have been very comfortable with getting older. It's like not really been a problem, largely because when I was younger, I looked like I was 12 when I was 25. Is it because I had braces at the time? Probably. But still, like I I was fine getting older and looking my actual age, but as I'm approaching 30 in the next couple months, I'm kind of feeling some kind of way about it. And I really just wanted to talk to you guys about it. So, let's get into it. Something that I have really noticed is that the 20s is when everyone gives you this impression that you're supposed to have everything figured out. You're supposed to know what you're going to do with your life. You're supposed to have everything set. You're supposed to have bought a house, started a family, whatever. And of course, as a woman, started a family is you're supposed to have already either currently be pregnant have had a child some variation thereof if you have been a long-term listener of the podcast you know that i just don't want kids so that's already weird for other people because when people find out that i'm 29 they're like oh you really want to get started on having babies like blah 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 you don't want to be an old mother which to me is also weird but i don't want to be a mother period and i think that's perfectly fine right? If you want to have children, go forth, have children, do what you need to do. That's your business. It's also my business that I just don't want to do it. I was actually thinking about it the other day after someone made this kind of offhand comment to me. And this kind of comment always comes from someone who literally does not know me. And it's always someone who I assume means well, but um yeah it's it's unappreciated but anyway I was thinking about it after this person said this to me and I was like okay so let me just envision my life with children right now and flat out it is not the life I want because I was like all right let's say I were to get pregnant right now and then going through the pregnancy which could be very dangerous physically mentally emotionally, could be very, very taxing on myself, could be taxing on my marriage. And okay, so I have a baby then. And then what? Like, I have to care for the baby now? Like, no, that's, I'm good. I'm like, there's just other things that I want to do with my life. And I feel like this was fine when I was younger. Of course, when I was 22, 23, and I was like, I don't want kids. But like, oh, you'll change your mind, whatever. But now I say it and they're like, um, is something wrong with you? Like, are you okay? Are you sure? And what's really baffling to me is I would have gotten sterilized like years ago, got my tubes tied, had my whole uterus removed. Like, I do not care. I don't want it. I'm not using it. If I could literally donate it to someone else, I would do that. However, I cannot, largely because every doctor that I have ever seen is like, oh no, it's permanent. I know that <laughs> that's the point. And then they're like, oh well, what if you change your mind? What if your husband wants kids? And first of all, like it doesn't matter what someone else wants. If I do not want that for my life, then I do not have to do it for my life. It doesn't matter like the person's relationship to me. okay, first of all. And I just think it's so weird that you think I'm not able to make a decision about not wanting kids which is permanent, but I also am able, like, you think that I'm able to make a decision about having kids, which is also permanent. Like, do we see the problem? So, as I'm getting older, people are looking at me differently. Like, before it was like, oh, ha, 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 stupid, Chelsea. Like, you're going to change your mind when you're in your late 20s, in your early 30s, but I mean, I'm 29. I'm going to be 30 this year. I still don't want children, and people are still kind of on my case about it, and I think it's weird. I think it's really weird. I just don't want them, and it's, to me, it is kind of a sexism thing because if a guy is like, no, I don't want kids or whatever, it's just like, oh, yes, boys being boys, but because I as a woman don't want kids and because I as an aging woman don't want kids, the snap decision is, Oh, you are going to, you're going to change your mind or you're going to regret it when you're older because what are you going to do with your time? I'm literally going to do whatever I want. Anything I want to do, I'm going to do. If I want to travel, if I want to, I don't know, take up rock climbing, if I want to raise dogs like literally whatever I want to do, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to be lonely because I didn't create another person. And just to be perfectly honest, I think it's wildly selfish to have a child just so you're not lonely. Children is like a huge responsibility and it's a responsibility I don't want. And because it's a responsibility, I don't think it should be forced upon me. Anyway, jumping off of that soapbox for a second. Um, another thing that really makes me think about aging a lot is every time I go to a hairdresser, to a new hairdresser specifically, because I like to color my hair, but I don't color my roots. Like, I get the balayage thing, so my ends are lightened or, like, the color is just a little bit different, but I don't put any permanent color on my roots. And my hair at this point is, like, 20 to 25 percent gray. And when I go to a new hairdresser, the first thing they ask me is like, oh, so you want to cover up these grays? I'm like, no. Like, that's not why I'm here. I don't color my hair to cover something up. I color my hair just to do something different because I like to change my look and whatever. But I know a lot of people, some of my family members included, who spend hundreds or thousands of dollars a year trying to, like, run from this particular sign of aging. For me personally, I think Silver hair is really cool and I am so excited for when my hair is like 50 to 70% silver because I'm just letting it go. Like it's just going to be silver. I'm going to let it be silver. I'm, I'm into it. I really like it. And I have a silver streak coming in on like my right temple and I really like it. I think it's cool. I think it's awesome. I don't care that it means that I'm getting older and my body is not producing the same hair pigmentation. Like, I don't care, but other people care a lot. I've had people I literally, people I do not know in like the grocery store or something like, oh girl, like your grays are showing and am I supposed to care about this? And what's wild is that you don't know me. Like, you literally don't know my name. You don't know anything about me and you thought it was appropriate to come up to me and tell me that like you could see my gray hair and I better run to the hairdresser Like, sweetheart, I know it's a personal decision that I've made. This is not to, like, if you're listening to this and you're starting to get, like, your backup because you're like, hey, I color my hair because I don't want to see my grays. Like, that's fine. That's perfectly fine. However, (laughs) I do want us to think about why we do it, right? I like the gray. I want to keep the gray into it. Good for me you don't like the gray, you don't want to keep the gray, you cover it up, good for you. But why do we feel this need, particularly as women, to cover up our gray hair? Why do women get Botox a lot more than men do? Why are we trying to hide the wrinkles, hide the stretch marks, hide the gray hair, hide anything or age spots or whatever that comes with aging? I believe... And I did, like, a lot of research on this, as I do, and I couldn't find anything except for articles about, like, what we can do to hide our age. And that's ridiculous. I think that, particularly for women, but for everybody, when we get older, we are seen as having less value as people, right? I think that, particularly in, like, Western society... I can't speak to Eastern society or any other society than an American society, to be honest with you, but we as women are sexualized, right? And you're only like a good sexual object when you're young. So this, I believe, is why things like Botox are so common, things like covering your gray hair, things like plastic surgery things like crash diets, you're trying to maintain this very thin, almost like pubescent body type. As you get older, your body changes the way that you hold fat, the way that you hold muscle, that your general body composition changes. But with all these crash diets, such a, well, I'm not going to name any because I'm just going to get into deep water, but I, I myself have tried a whole bunch of crash diets. My family has done a whole bunch of crash diets, friends I have crash diets, and we do this because we are told that we should be thin, and a lot of the time this idealized body type is essentially a teenage body type, very thin, very few curves, and yet we're supposed to have large breasts. There's a lot of rhetoric surrounding, like, your boobs getting saggy when you get older. And, like, so what? Your skin stretches out. But this societal belief that we must be thin, we must be young to be valuable, causes us to, for example, get breast implants. Like, oh, I didn't want my, my boobs to look saggy, so I got implants to make them look younger and fresh. And again like if you have implants if you want implants like you do you this is not a criticism of plastic surgery for or against i think if it makes you feel more comfortable makes you feel more confident go for it but i do think that it is important to identify why you're actually doing it if it's because you just want it you just want to be comfortable and confident and that's what's going to do it for you then great if you are feeling some kind of societal pressure to exist as like a younger person maybe plastic surgery isn't the answer you know I also think that aging brings into sharp focus the things that you have not done especially in in comparison to other people that you see your age there are these people who are my age or younger who are billionaires, multimillionaires, hyper successful in their career, seem to have it all together, kind of thing, not struggling with like some ridiculous mental health. And it can be frustrating, right? And it can be frustrating because of this like comparison mindset that has been so ingrained in myself and in other people in our society you always look at other people and compare yourself like it's it's natural it's human but when the comparison becomes the driving force behind everything that you do maybe we need to maybe we need to stop and think about it because let's say i don't know let's say your best friend is hyper successful in their career and they have the car they have the house they have the boyfriend or whatever and you're like, I want all of that, and you start just driving for that. Do you want all of that because you think that that is success, or do you want that because it's actually going to make you happy? Is this like a true happiness, or is this like, well, they look happy, and they look happy because of these external factors that I can see, right their happiness might have nothing to do with the material things that they have or their career success but because we are comparing ourselves we're like okay so these are the things i can see and that's what i want there's like this this expectation or this impression that if someone else is doing better than you quote unquote then you are lagging behind and i'm here to tell you that everyone's timeline is different And you can see this with any career, I've noticed, especially with authors, there are like all these memes always about different authors who got their start at like 50, 60, whatever, and now they're very, very successful or very well known, right? So, me at 29, I'm like beating myself up for not being a New York Times bestseller yet, but so what? Like, my time will come and it's just not there yet. It's not my time yet. I'm, I'm working on it. And I'm building the foundation for when it is my time so that I can be ready. I'm staying ready so I don't have to get ready kind of thing. I had a friend of mine kind of talk to me about me getting older. And she was like, yeah, it seems like it really bothers you. I'm like, no, it doesn't really bother me. But I do think it's weird. I think it's bizarre <laughs> that I'm going to be in my 30s. It's not a bad thing, but her comment actually spurred this entire episode because I'm like, well, she knows me pretty well, right? Like, we're pretty good friends. So why would she think that it bothers me? And maybe because I'm giving this impression that it does bother me. But the thing is, I'm not bothered. I'm just, I'm dealing with this societal pressure to stay young forever. And I don't think that staying young forever is the answer, I think we have this like weird attachment to being young because the adjective that always comes after young is young and carefree. And I think that that's what we're looking for, truly. We are trying to capture like the quintessential childhood experience, but in our adulthood when we actually have control over what our lives look like. I don't think there's anything wrong with like, never growing up, quote-unquote. Like, I think it's fine to have, like, water balloon fights or whatever and play with your friends and, like, do whatever. But I do think that we need to stop pretending that infantilizing people is appropriate. (laughs) I don't think that I should be chastised for having gray hair. I don't think that people should point out my wrinkles like, oh, you know, you, you're starting to get, like, crow's feet. You better, you know, get Botox or whatever. I'm good. I'm good. Like, I, I think it's important to take care of my skin and take care of myself. But it's not to eliminate any signs of aging. It's just to take care of myself. I think that, especially as we get older, it's important to focus on self-care. I know that <laughs> in my early 20s... I definitely ran my body into the ground for, like, various pursuits, we'll say, and I can't do that now that I'm older. Like, I don't want to do that. I don't enjoy it. I enjoy taking care of myself, eating good food, doing my skincare routine, being comfortable, and I don't want to change who I am or what I look like because I'm afraid of looking older. I'm watching this reality TV show, and I'm not going to call it the name because I don't want it to be, like, tied to a certain person. I'm not trying to roast anybody. So, I'm watching this TV show, and there's this girl who has had, like, a ton of plastic surgery. And every time I see her on the screen, I wonder what that's about. Is it because she like genuinely just wanted to change those things about herself? "Eh, I don't really like this. I want to change it. So I can. And so she did. Or is it she felt like she needed to preserve her youth? Is it because she felt like she had to fit into this particular mold of what an attractive woman is? Because it's not just about being young. It's about being a certain size, a certain shape, having certain Facial features, certain physical attributes. And that's kind of the core issue here is that we are taught that we have to look a certain way to be valuable. And I think that's kind of sad, to be honest. I think it's sad, especially because I had an eating disorder for a long time. And like, I believed that. I believed that. I needed to be thin and look small and be hairless to be valuable, but you don't. However your body looks is fine. It's good. If you have random hair, if you have wrinkles, if you have gray hair, age spots if your skin is sagging, if you have cellulite, it literally, it does not matter. That's the point that I'm trying to get to, is that it just does not matter. And the only reason we think that it matters is because of the society we live in. The society we live in is capitalist, which means that corporations all around us are trying to give us insecurities so they can prey upon them. I don't know that if we weren't shown these ridiculous airbrushed versions of what a person should look like, I don't know if we would care about these signs of aging. I don't think that we would care. But because we have been told and shown over and over that they are not good, that they are not valuable, we want to run from them. So, my challenge to you is this. I don't care if you dye your hair, I don't care if you get Botox, I don't care if you get plastic surgery, but if you do these things, I want you to know that you're doing them for yourself only because you want them, only because you want a different hair color, or, you know, I personally don't really like how my face wrinkles right here, I'm gonna get some Botox to, you know, freeze that, that muscle, or I'm really insecure about some part of my body, So I'm going to get plastic surgery to change it. And I want it to be something that you genuinely want. Not something like, oh, once I get this, I'll be happy. Because having your happiness dependent on some external factor is very, very dangerous. Because what if that external factor isn't what you envisioned? What if it never actually comes to fruition? Are you then never going to be happy are you then never going to enjoy your life i don't want to put like if then statements on my life i don't want to say if i lose 20 pounds then i will be confident in myself because that won't be true i am looking outside myself to find happiness happiness comes from within from inside yourself from treating yourself well. It is not changing yourself. It is not running from something. It's not refusing to age. It comes from inside yourself. And that's something that we kind of all forget from time to time. We think that once we have XYZ, then we'll be happy. And it's not true. And so we're left our entire lives chasing this like illusion Of being happy once you get something. Because then, also, what happens if you get it, it's exactly as you envisioned, and you're still not happy? How would that then make you feel? Feel weird, right? Would not feel good. Kind of feel like I would either blame myself, naturally, or start chasing something else and never actually identify that core issue that I am searching for happiness outside my own self. So, (laughs) on that note, we are about at the end of our time together this week. I hope you got something out of this. I hope you're just thinking about aging maybe a little bit differently. Just let it ruminate. Let it percolate like good coffee. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more, I would be so grateful if you left a rating and or review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can also subscribe to the show on both of those platforms and get notifications every time there's a new episode. If you want to participate in future episodes or just stay up to date with the show, you can follow the podcast Instagram at your so quiet pod, y-o-u-r-e, so quiet pod. All right, I think that is all for now. Okay, love you. Bye. (laughs)